0: everybody and welcome back to the show. I hope you're all doing well. Another episode down. We're on episode three, and before I carry on, I want to give a big massive hello to my co-host with me this week. We have Beard. Hello. And we have Griff.
1: How are we doing?
0: So, how have you guys been since the last episode? What's your hobby been like?
2: Not too bad. Finally got some paint on the uh on the co- the Willy Miniatures uh, chef and and coach since the last episode I say paint undercoated and uh, a couple of base colors that's about it I've started a uh, primaris army as well for 40k but other than that not a right lot myself just general tidying of the hobby room How about you Griff
1: nothing blood bowl I have painted up my loon boss for my goblin army for my ARS but nothing blood bowl unfortunately
0: this time boys I've actually got input. I've I pulled the trigger and I've um, finally picked up an Olga team that I've been fancying. And, well, it's funny enough, it's the Ogre episode that I get to talk about there. And, yeah, that's why I've started that. That's undercoded. The Noblars are started. And, hopefully, in the upcoming weeks, I can put something up on Instagram and Twitter to show you guys that I'm getting on with it. And, um, I've connected my PlayStation 4 to Twitch. So, guys, if you are interested in following the misadventures of me playing Blood Bowl and trying to look like i know what i'm doing head over to the noob with the brush channel Um, beard i believe you've got a twitch channel yourself
2: i do beard g89 i've not really been playing much online i've been more commenting and uh, watching other people uh though i do partake in a couple of different leagues i'm in a local firestorm online league which has only got a month left to run and i'm also part of the trbbl online leagues as well look it up it's a very relaxed online league I've enjoyed a few wins on there with Halflings, more than a few losses, but still getting there. It's all learning.
0: What we got next there, guys? Oh, Beard. You said somebody called us out on Facebook because we dropped the ball.
2: We have. All three of us might have dropped the ball last episode, if you spotted it. Well done. But a shout-out in particular to Owen Crossweller, who um, said we had some interesting choices to the goblins, uh, and he was also painting goblins while he was listening in. Uh, and he asked why we'd put Frenzy on a ball and chain, as you can't have Frenzy on a ball and chain player. So a uh, special shout-out to Owen. Thank you very much. Anybody else that has any feedback, feel free to drop us a message, of course. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's all appreciated
0: we just let them in on the secret the reason we put frenzy on that that player is because we haven't got a clue what the fuck we're doing we're just playing the game and we're having fun while we're doing it so um i'm surprised i'm surprised nobody's pointed out how much we dropped the ball on oaks as well
2: but in that another in that point of blood bowl it's meant to be a bit of fun beer and pretzels game oh yeah more beer than pretzels i'd say because pretzels
0: are fucking minging if it was pie if it was pie, in, if it was pie a pint i totally agree
2: I think next next time next time this lockdown lifts in Wales and we can get a game in. Pie in a pint it is.
0: Pie a pint gaming, Griff?
1: Yeah, I'm up for pie a pint gaming. Pint of coke maybe. Uh oh,
0: no no, a pint a pint. It's gotta be proper pints, man.
1: I'll have to drink my mother's own made wine. i I drink it for a long, long time, boys.
0: <laughs> was that? lockdown hooch, was it?
1: Lockdown hooch. The moonshine. a coma for three days. Up around brooding, isn't
0: it? Ask the stuff you want when you go to an event. So then, guys, we've covered we we ball drop. I'm going to give a shout-out now to somebody who has been supporting us on Twitter, and he has given us a shout-out every time he's had a chance. And that's going to be Blood Bowl Grud, and I want to just say thank you to him.
2: Appreciate it, Grud.
0: And I think we are now ready to look at Kickstarter. So, yeah, what have you got for us, bud?
2: So I've had a, a good look on Kickstarter over the last few weeks and there's uh, three projects that I've got that I'm looking at. There's a, uh, a Grebo Kickstarter which I've got in front of me which is the Vicious Wildfire and uh, I've literally seen that go up in front of my eyes with the pledges. So that's uh that's their Orcs team that we 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 had a chat about. Ironically come out not long after we recorded our Orc episode. Bad planning that. But the actual models themselves look really nice. We've uh, we've covered that on a previous Kickstarter. Then we've got the We've got a Black Cross Worshippers team, which is a human fantasy football team. With that one, they, uh, they look very Krieg. The uh, model's on there.
0: I was going to say, sorry for interrupting. Um, I thought they looked very forty k They did look like they were supposed to have trench shovels trying, you know, because they did look like Krieg. But the auger is kind of interesting, how they've made it into, like, a dreadnought suit.
2: Yeah, it's uh, certainly something different.
0: Personally, for me it has to be a no because perhaps, perhaps I'm a purist but uh, I like my look fantasy as in old school Tolkien rather than something something futuristic but each of their own and there's got be a market for this because it's a lovely looking team.
2: There is. I mean, the, the, the team themselves, it, you can tell somebody spent a lot of time designing all these, and they, they do look very, very well posed. There's, there's unique character in all the renders, the blitzers, uh, catchers, throwers, they, they all work. I mean, the ogre, with the ogre, it's actually got a uh, alternative head with a glass dome helmet, which looks really nice, actually. But you're right, it does look like a large mech suit. But like you say, there's, there's, people, there's, there's teams out there for everyone. Exactly, and that's the whole point. Absolutely, and the uh, the last team I've looked at is a fantasy football sharks team, and this is by Zed Riker. And this one, it's all sharks. Now they've they've given enough positions that you've got throwers, blitzers, blockers, linemen, catchers, assassins, witches, a champion, a chainsaw, and a big guy. So pretty much have your choices over what you'd want what race you'd want to run them as. Again, really nicely posed. He's running dice, tokens, and by the looks of it as well, there's there's even uh, mutations that he's done as well that, that you can add on, so things like big hands, extra arms, horns, two heads. Uh, there's even a Cthulhu model that's coming as well, which I I do really like. Um, I don't think the stretch goals are too too far apart either. They're um, they're a 1,000 euros apart, and I'd, I'd say that's a tidy one to get on board with
0: the models look fantastic i don't know who who came up with the idea but it's a shark style team or something different that's going to stand out on the pitch the positions you uh, give just now as well it made me think that you could play it as humans orcs skaven norse el- those elf teams then so it could be either pro elves or dark elves because it sounds like you've got enough positions that you could play it as any group of teams that uh, take your fancy Or, you could be able to play it as what we're going to talk about next week, which is a hybrid team. So, this could be your Chaos Renegade, or it could be uh, Underworld Denizens. That might be something to look out for in
2: future. could. I mean, you mentioned Underworld Denizens. You could create a really nicely themed, sort of, underground hall pitch for them to play on. They're an underground shark sewer team, which would work really nicely as an underworld team, like you say. And they've already reached... In terms of their goal, three thousand four hundred and sixty eight euros as we speak, so looking at it, they've already unlocked star players chainsaw and champions so they're, they're getting there already with with the goal so they'd be nice ones to see see on the tabletop and they look like they could paint up rather nice as well
0: yeah they, they look fantastic so when i out on the tabletop guys because uh it looks like these are covering a lot of bases when uh you want to play a team and like you said they come in mutations as well so there's nothing stopping you playing them as a chaos team as well you know and like we said uh underworld as well they have mutations as well this is a fantastic team that covers every base really yeah i i'm glad they've hit the the target because i think uh Grebo hit their target as well haven't they they've, they were like 2000 something percent i'm glad the, this team in particular has done it because it like we said it it covers a lot of bases and it opens that one team up to play a count as i can't wait to see this on the pitch
2: me neither it's one of those that you can if you got all the models and you 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 pick everything up. There's nothing to stop you running it as pretty much most teams. So if if you're one of those people who can't decide on what team you want to play tabletop-wise, if you get that team, you've got you can sit and practice whichever team you fancy and run them as whatever.
0: Um, that's Kickstarter covered. And now we can talk events and. We've had some news on events haven't we guys because people are starting to now announce for later in the year lockdown lifting all goes well in England and Wales. There's going to be a few events so at the moment we've got two events and Griff do you want to start us off on the first event?
1: Yeah of course man. Yeah, The Cardiff Cardiff Cup turns to Cardiff on the 17th of October. And it's in Firestone Games. It is ten pound for NAF members and fifteen pound for non-NAF members. Um, it's a one-day event. It looks like a pretty good event. So, hopefully, I'll we'll be in down there. I know you two boys are down there. It's on a Saturday, so yeah.
0: I got my ticket, and uh, I think Beard, yeah, you've your ticket as well.
2: I picked my ticket up this week. I know places are going fast, so if it's something you're interested in, or if you've heard about Firestone before and you want to see what the fuss is about, get sent down there. It's a fantastic venue. Yeah, Firestone's awesome.
0: So, if you are part of the event, let us know, and, well, hopefully we should have t-shirts to, to announce with are tier 3, so if you do listen, and you're there, come and say hello, and tell us where we're going right, and where we're going wrong, you know, and perhaps by you a pint, if you tell us how well we're doing in person, and I have had a message from our friends at the Bonehead podcast, because we all listen to the Boneheads, don't we, boys?
1: Aye yeah i love ben
0: what they've told us now there's going to be an event on saturday the 31st of october at entoyment in pool and it's called the bonehead mega bowl because they've missed a few events this year they are they merging them into one big event now so it's going to be an overabundance of prizes there's going to be hopefully there's going to be a few quite a few places opened up as well so if you are interested and you want to catch up with the bonehead boys head on over to boneheadpodcast.com for further information and book your place because they've also told us as well there's going to be fumble competitions as well if the event doesn't go ahead in case we have a second wave so head on over to the boneheadpodcast.com get further information boys do you want to announce to the view well the viewers the listeners what the topic of today is
1: yep it is August. This week we're going through August.
0: That's right. So we've got a row to see if we uh, miss the bonehead and crack on into positionals. Stay tuned for after the break. and welcome back guys we are now going to go into the you know the main topic of the podcast which is augers this time we're sticking with the tier three but before we go and break down the new rules and all that i got to talk about essentials for when you were hobbying with augers first off guys do you know about charlie victor
2: i've heard of him. i know you some good tokens
0: i got well i got the ball token. And
2: that's where you got that from
0: Yes, so checking on his website and he has got little sashes for ogres, like bonehead sashes. So if you're playing playing your ogres, whether it's on your human team or if you've got a ogre team, they're really good to keep, you know, a tally of uh, who's free and who's not. So head on over to charlievictorproducts.com and order yours today if you are so inclined. He is also informing me that the human team tokens are still up for pre-order a little bit so if you are interested in getting your tokens for uh, the human team head on over and get your uh get your stuff ready now and on top of that when you're waiting for that to come head on over to bloodbowlstrategies.com because they've got a web series now called up and under where you were following the well i was going to say following the misfortunes but to be honest it's fortunes of a fancy football team in a blood esque setting so If you are interested in reading that while you're waiting for your stuff, bloodbowlstrategies.com. So, guys, we are going into August this week. Are you guys excited? Because this is basic, a few new rules and a few new positionals compared to the head coach's handbook.
2: I'm I'm looking forward to breaking this one down. There's a couple of new rules that I think are uh, unique and it's something different.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited about this one. Even more little green shits to play with. We're all about the little green shit. But I'm going to say
0: this because I've got Spike in front of me and I've read through this looking at the star players. I've got to say before we start, fuck Morgan Fog, He is so shit compared to uh, um, Bill Bifford and, you know, a lot cheaper. It's disgusting how overpriced he is for what he does. Absolute cock on the pitch. But I digress.
2: I think I think he's overcosted because you have got the higher movement and the higher agility compared to Bob Bifford, but I think that's that's the only thing that he's bringing for me over Bob. You can't use Bob and everything.
1: Well, oh, he's he's a
0: go, he's a Golden Era star player, so yeah, if you go to a tournament legendary. and they accept him, yeah, if you go to a tournament they accept him. I I'd, I'd rather take him. He's cheaper. He's got a hell of a lot better skills, and he will make more of an impact. He is the you know. The only auger you should be paying out for on star players as i as i said before we carry on fuck morgan fog like we said guys we've got uh new rules so i'll kick us off with the new rules and the first one we got is disposable and this is for the noblers because you know way teams would you know build up their players skills and, um, you know, try and make them the best that they can be. Ogres go the opposite way. They literally just pick up people they're not going to eat, put a jersey on them and put them on the pitch. So they're underskilled, underpaid, underappreciated. And what that means then, when it comes down to rules, is even though you're paying for these people to be on your team, they're not taking up any team value. So basically, you're paying for a slot that is free on team value. So you would always be able to um, get higher inducements than your opponent, especially when you start in a league. I think that's pretty good, boys. I think that's a nice way of balancing out the team really brings them up to a good standard to start off a league. So you're not on the back foot all the time. What's your
2: guy's opinion? I, I think you're right. I think the disposable rule is a great little rule. Like you say, it gives you that, that little bit of room there for if you're taking your maximum number of ogres, you're not having to outlay for the other players. So like you say, you're getting a little bit of a leg up for taking additional inducements, for taking your re-rolls, your appos, if you're not if you're at a non-regen event, things like that. So I, I, I think it's a great little rule.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great rule as well myself. Very useful. Griff,
0: you've actually um, played with the ogre team out of the three of us, are know. Oh,
1: now? Yeah, I have, yeah. Not to a very great scoreline.
0: Technically, even though you uh, you lost, you've got more experience than me and yeah, So I know Disposable didn't really play a part in that one because that was a test game.
1: Yeah, we just chucked everything together to me.
0: Did you feel um, that, you know, on like an exhibition game like that, they, they were lacking? So they would have needed uh, yeah, extras like four inducements, say?
1: Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. They needed it.
0: We all agreed Disposable. Is a really good uh, skill. So let's go on to the new and improved. It's not the crack and cranberry version, but it's a brand new version of kick teammate. So Beard, can you let us know what that rule is, please?
2: I can. This this is another rule that's been brought in for the ogres, and it's uh, it's another way of getting your little uh, noblars up the field. So while your standard ogres can throw teammates, there's a new rule, kick teammate, which is for runt punters. And with this, rather than a passing action, you can use your blitz on an ad- adjacent teammate who's got to have right stuff. So it's got to be one of your noblers. You can't go kicking another ogre as much as I'm sure there's times you want to do that when they bonehead. So what you do is you don't make a block instead, you kick one of your nobblers as if they're a ball, and you get a choice. You can either roll a d6 for a short kick or 2d6 for a long kick. If you go for a long kick, there is a chance on a double that your uh, run punter gets a little bit too excited and uh, aims for the fans, and, and you end up injuring one of your uh, knobblers. But the player goes straight up in a straight line from where they're kicked from, in a number equal to what you roll so if you roll 12 that's a hell of a kick if you only roll the one you're not going very far they scatter three times as you get with throw teammate if they go off the pitch they're off if they're carrying the ball ball comes back on the pitch again you roll uh you use right stuff to determine whether you land uh, and if you move six seven or eight squares before landing you have a minus 1 modifier, if you move 9 or more, there's a minus 2. So the, the longer kicks are riskier, not just on, on injuring players, but whether they actually stick the landing as well. And uh, anybody that's played halflings, thrown halflings knows how difficult it can be to stick landings. But I, I, I quite like it. I think it's another way of getting your player up the pitch or it's another way of using one of your players as a projectile so if your opponent's caging up or knobla as a boot get get, get get him in there you might not stick a landing but if he lands on someone else and knocks him down great i quite like it what about you boys do you uh you're a fan of uh the old kick teammate then i like it but i think
0: we they're trying to say oh you've got a chance at one punch glory you know get him down the pitch get him to land and all that. i don't think I would be risking a lot on a long kick because like even a double one means that this is really gone tits up few. Yeah. But yes, I agree that, you know, it's more for cage breaking. Because if I had it if I had a chance at taking out the middle of the cage, I I it's a straight line, it's you know, you move him in a straight line, yeah he can scatter around a bit, but you, if they if he've uh, caged it up, it is possible you could take out one two and if you're extremely lucky three players yeah it's, it's a nice little thing but you like we said it doesn't affect your passing game either so yeah you, you're losing a blitz but if you're in a position where you don't want to risk you know tempting to go bonehead to do the uh blitz a nice little uh, change of pace
2: it is, and so, something you just said there has just sparked a thought. doesn't play with your passing game. So effectively, you can send two noblas a, a turn at your opponent's. You can have multiple flying projectiles. And that's an interesting thought.
0: Yeah, well, you can kick, say, a nobler in, into the middle of the cage, and then you can, like, kick up another nobler and just slam dunk him on A. Jordan right into, like, the front row and just make as much damage as possible. Or, if the ball jumps loose and the is uh, quite uh, close to a player, well, you just pick him up and throw him, throw him out as much danger as possible then, isn't it? So, well, it could be fun. It adds another dimension, but like you said, there's another body flying through the air.
2: Exactly, and you guys know I like throwing players about, so that, to me, spark a little bit of love in me, is that.
0: We all play tier three player. I'm a halfling player, you're a halfling player. Griff's a halfling goblin. All we do is throw players. Griff's got the better bed, uh, hand, because he's got the Doom Diver. But, yeah, as long as something's in the air, we're all having fun.
1: Exactly. Yep, if it up in the air, they are heading towards that touchdown. So
0: they the new rules that we get to play with. How does that affect our team? We're gonna find out later when we break down our our teams that we would put into a league. But let's go into the positionals so we can tell you how we you know how we would build a team. We're going to break down the team. Well, one of three positionals goes to Griff, which is going to be noblas. Griff, tell us about the Noblers.
1: All right. So we've got noblas. You can get no to 16 in a team. Their MA, oh, sorry, cost is 20,000, so quite cheap. The MA is 5, strength is 1, agility is 3, their armor value is 5. Um, the skills they've got, they've got disposable, dodge, right stuff, sidestep, which I like. Stunty and Titchy And his skills then If they level up You've got a normal Which is agility And then if you double You've got General strength and passing That's correct I'd write like a five year old And I think that's it Over the beard With the runt punter
0: Ah but before we do that Griff If you had to If you were 14 To play a game You may not have won You may have drawn But you've leveled up A nobler How would you go about that bit?
1: I would Give him sprint And dirty player
0: even though he's probably the weakest player on there, if he's got a down player not far away from him, you want him to uh, take him off the pitch as quickly as possible, is it?
1: You've got a stamp on him, you?
0: Not only are you little green shit, you're stampy green shit.
1: Yes, you've got uh, enough of them, so. And
0: we will talk about ways after that we can probably get an overabundance of them. So, Beard, how would you uh, upgrade your knobblers? Uh,
2: I've gone for, uh, for two different builds on my knobblers My first one, Griffalitis, like I've gone with Dirty Player and I've gone with Fend. So I've got my designated Fowler and then I've gone for a second one with Catch and shore hands. So I've got one that's running around my backfield when you've kicked the ball to me, picking up the ball and uh, getting up the pitch. Or alternatively, he's hidden behind my front line, waiting for somebody to pick the ball up behind him, hand it off to him so he can get up the pitch and uh, get the ball where it needs to be. What about you, Jay? What have you gone with your upgrades?
0: I've kinda thought of this now that you're on a team, your big bruises are gonna be fighting the bonehead skill. So what would I need? Would need them to be able to pick up the ball, be able to stay on their feet, clear if necessary, if uh it's getting getting a little bit uh hardcore for them. So diving tackle jump up jump up will keep them moving at uh movement fives because it's not very far so they need all the help they can and then on top of that sprint and show feet because that's a really good combination catch in case you are in a position where you've got to pick up a loose ball or catch a ball in the air. then for doubles this is where you can um specialize your nobler. so i was thinking Sure hands, kick return, possibly kick because you don't want to waste um, wasting it on augers. Hail Mary pass is good to keep if you've got a nobler keeping your uh, run punter close by. You can clear the ball very quickly and it doesn't matter what your uh, agility is. Keep that run punter, uh, you know, safe. It's got guard. So, you know... the. It is uh, when you got doubles, it's gonna open up a lot of opportunities. But with noblas, the main thing to think about is these guys are so disposable. Probably not even gonna get to leveling up with them. So this my dream team, buddy, of what I would do with noblas, probably gonna be a luxury I wouldn't have. I may get it once or twice, but they're so flimsy. They're gonna they're gonna end up dead after two games tops
2: i think you're right there um and i have noticed i've made a slight error and i went with dirty player instead of sneaky git as my single so i'll take taking sneaky git instead of dirty player if i get two doubles then yes i'll take dirty player and fend
0: picked yourself up on that one but i have so griff has asked you to tell us about the run put the edge so break it down for us but
2: so with the runt punter then, this is the uh, new uh, new positional we got when uh, they brought out Spike and the team. Uh, you can have 0-1 to one runt punters on your team for a cost of 150,000 gold. And their skills, sorry, their movement is 5, strength is 5. Agility is 2, and armor value is 9. Their skills, they've got Bonehead, Mighty Blow, and th- uh, Thick Skull. And they have Kick Teammate, which is a new one that we've just been discussing. Now, with my Runt Punter, I've uh, I've had a look at this, and I've thought, well, you've got a lot of Boneheads to deal with on the team. I would imagine that, given armor value 9 and strength 5, it's going to be very difficult for your players to be uh, outpunched. So, I thought this is a point where... I could get a couple of free re-rolls that can't be nicked anywhere else by uh, fling chefs and uh, what have you. So my two skills, I've gone with a leader and pro. Bear in mind, your single skills on a runt punter, you can take strength and passing. And your doubles, you can take general and agility. So, let's say I've gone leader and pro on mine. What about you, Jay? What did you go with yours?
0: Doubles, I went pro because, as I have said plenty of times already, when we've been discussing balls, the loner or the always hungry or the bonehead role is something you're going to be fighting, and you're going to be fighting more often than not on this team. So, pro is something you would need get down As quickly as possible if Nuffle allows it you know for the double again i went with leader because i know it sounds stupid that a you know a player that's got kick teammate has got access to passing because passing doesn't allow you to enhance the kick part of it so I well, I just took full advantage. I just took leader because that's the only thing you're gonna get out of the passing tree that's not gonna be of any help. I said leader, break tackle, guard, juggernaut, hail mary pass. Why not, dinner? And then perhaps, perhaps you might want to turn him in, turn him into something he's not. Doubles again, pro tackle, sure hands, side step. Because he's because he's movement five, spin sure feet. But again, how often you're gonna roll doubles is another matter. Griff, how would you uh, give? How would you level up your uh, run punter?
1: I've gone for uh, Pro and Juggernaut on mine, just because Juggernaut sounds cool.
2: I think Juggernaut's quite quite fluffy in the sense of they will just plough through anything that's in front of them, and I think it helps with the uh, both-down result as well. I think that, that's a good choice, that Griff.
1: Yeah, it, it suits to look at the model as well, I think, personally.
0: They always remind me of, like, 80s WWE with Earthquake.
1: Yep, and Typhoon.
0: So juggernaut, yeah, they're going to run at you, knock you over with their bellies. Gonna have just... yep. Yeah, I think we've all had the same idea what we would have for the run to punter. So yeah, it's, like we said, passing on a kick-in player seems really, really wasted, but it gives you early access to leader. So if you've gone and done a griff, said, fuck rerolls because they are for pussies, is your free reroll.
2: I I may have thought about that. I may have thought about re-rolls being for pussies.
0: You're a sheeple. You're following Griff on that one. You're a sheeple.
1: Don't call me the shepherd for nothing.
0: (laughs) I thought it was because you like to fuck sheep.
1: No, no, that's a Welsh thing.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm Welsh, I can say it, can't I? That's true. If you had said it, I would have, whoa, 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 motherfucker. That's racist. (laughs) We're getting sidetracked now. But I'm going to bring us back on course, guys. I'm going to talk about uh, the ogres. So ogres, as the name suggests, they are the big heavy hitters or so you can have naught to five of these guys they're 140 000 gold pieces movement five strength five agility two armor value nine skills are bonehead mighty blow thick skill Pro teammate the single skill is strength and a doubles are general agility and passive but so I was thinking because it is such a small amount of these players that you can have you'd have to specialise one or two of them so I broke it down as I would make a blitz ogre and line auger. For my blitz ogre I was thinking guard break tackle juggernaut as single skills and then doubles would be pro tackle jump up because it would help him keep his movement. So if you needed to jump up blitz you're not losing the three movement just by getting up if you were fortunate to you're fortunate to get up um you know break the uh bonehead but then for the line you've got guard stand firm and strong arm because if you've got little guys running around you with the ball it's even better to then throw them down or if somebody is caging up like we said earlier you can throw them into the cage and you could do it with more accuracy. So doubles in I said pass block pro again tackle and wrestle but griff how would you sort out the old-fashioned ogre
1: i've got stand firm and tackle
0: stand firm and tackle so that's two things that we've got in common beard what about you Bert?
2: just like you jay i've uh, i've gone for two different builds on my ogres both of them are their doubles i've gone for tackle so i think we've all spotted a common theme there that ogres need and then my first strength upgrade ogre He's getting guard. And my second one, because I love multi-block, I'm going multi-block. Most of the people you're going to be going up, and most of the opponents are going to be fielding strength three players. You'll have enough models around to fend off assists so multi-block i i think could be quite a useful uh useful little tool there to put down two players at once with a higher strength model where you could, you've you got more chance of uh breaking armor with uh thick skull and mighty blow so yeah that's that's what i'm doing with my two ogres but i i do like the fact that we've all spotted the knee tackle
0: i said block earlier but i meant pass block you apologize
2: on that one sneaky pass block is it
0: so if anybody picked that up, I hope they uh, realized that it was an error. because I think you need to make him as, you know shifty as possible just so they can like interfere with play pass block is an underrated skill well if people wanted to go down the line of getting a block a block on them as well as pass block that's up to them but since we've been doing this podcast and we've been talking amongst ourselves going i have found i am trying to stay away from blodge combination as much as possible i've been trying to see if i can change my outcome on the dice with all these extra skills it's, it's been a bit interesting it's been opening my eyes a bit so i hope there's people out there who's listening that are feeling the same and if they are they can let us know we've got an email address facebook twitter and instagram for people to get in contact with us just search tier 3 podcast email is tier 3 podcast at outlook.com send send you know a response to us and tell us how you would build a team and perhaps in the next episode we can announce it on air or like we are doing hybrids next time so perhaps people might want want to build a team and see how we would uh, match it up against something we would uh, make after that that horrible bit of shilling then we've gone through the positionals i think it's time i think it's the first time for us we are going to break down inducements i think it's worth doing inducements for augers because augers i think because of the disposable rule they're going to thrive on inducements or getting access to good star players really early so what's the starters start us off and what do you want to pick guys?
2: I, I, I'm I gonna lead with the uh, the old heady brew because I think that's an amazing little inducement for uh, for what it does so with heady brew it's uh, 40,000 gold pieces each you can take naught to three of these and they're not just available to ogres they're available to halflings and snotlings so when uh, when Griff gets his hand on the newest little green chip team coming out he can take this with that. All this does at the start of the drive once you set up before you kick off you can randomly select d3 players with stunty on the pitch for the remainder of that drive they get dauntless and frenzy there is a drawback they also get really stupid so basically they've had a team talk all of the round, around got pissed and think they can take on the world and i think that for me really sums up halflings and Nobblers and snotlings i think it's a great little uh, little upgrade what about you boys what do you think to that inducement
0: Personally, I would think Heady Brew is something if you were playing for fun in the season, you're bottom of the table, Heady Brew would be the way forward because you've got an abundance of bonehead, so do you really want to take on the really stupid roles on your weakest players as well so they would be wide open to getting the shit kicked out of them? Griff?
1: Yeah, I pretty much agree with you, JT Walsh. You're putting in a... uh, You're making your little shits pissed up and you have to roll for them as well. Which you have to roll ball in and you have to roll for the heavy brew. Might be out right for an exhibition match when you piss them for a laugh still runs out.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's something you can have, you can fuck about with when uh, you're playing your mates in it, and it's not think major online. I wouldn't take it to a tournament.
2: Oh no, I agree. I would not I not take it to a tournament either. But I just, I just think it's a lovely little uh, inducement. It's something different, you know. It's something that yeah, that's a bit of a beer and pretzels game upgrade.
0: But you, you said the negative was the really stupid. I think the problem you got with the noblers that would have access to is the frenzy as well. Because you can get yourself so out of position where you need a lot of support being strength one. You can, if you're unlucky, knock yourself out of that. And then you've got two, possibly three dice against you then. So frenzy to me is just as bad as the really stupid roll.
2: Take that on board.
0: Uh, that's just an opinion, a really uninformed opinion personally, but yeah, all over, uninformed. So I'm going to uh, kick off next, now that uh, Beard took Heady Brew, and I'm going to talk about my favourite wizard so far. That's the Firebelly. Firebelly is a... 150,000 gold pieces available to the chaos renegades and ogre team i think it's good that they're reusing the models from warmer fantasy and the aus ones because they that's where the fire belly models from i think he is a better wizard than your normal sporting wizard because your fireball is a cracking is a cracking one and i call him a fire and let me read them out here fireball is you can either cast it at the start of any of your turns before any player performs an action or immediately after your turn has ended, even if it's ended with a turnover. You can choose a target square anywhere on the pitch, roll a d6 to hit each standing player from either team that is either in the target square or the square adjacent to it. If the two hit roll is four or more, then the player is knocked down. If it is three or lower, the player manages to dodge a fire blast. Uh, make an armour roll, possibly an injury roll as well for any player that is knocked down and as if they've uh, been knocked down by a player with mighty blow. If the player on the moving team is knocked down by the fireball, then the then the moving team does not suffer the turnover unless the player was carrying the ball at that time. Basically, how that breaks down, I believe that's old rules uh, fireball, which is a little bit more reliable than what they did in the new iteration. I believe it's still this rule for your sporting wizard wizards on Blood Bowl 2 as well. So, I think it's because it's that classic uh, fireball skill. It's a, much better, it's a much better spell to use than the sporting uh, wizard. What do you guys think about that one before I go on? to the
2: next one I quite like it I like, I like the, the uh, I, I, I think it's something again so just for ogres and chaos renegades like you said again it's nice to see them recycling some of the old models as well
0: yeah, it's um, it's good for that, but I think this fireball is more reliable. Like to me, that's that is the same as throwing a bomb just outside of somebody's um, tackle zone, so they get caught in the blast. But it is, but it is more reliable. So, like Griff, what's your opinion on it, Bert?
1: Yeah, like yeah, um, he looks a good. Uh, yeah, he's a good skill, good wizard. I definitely use him, and he's a cracking model from AOS, Definitely.
0: I'll be honest. I since I've uh, picked up the Ogre team, I've been trying to scour eBay just for one. Column of fire boys, this is the second skill now, you can cast this spell immediately after your turn has ended, or even if it ended on a turnover. Choose any square that is adjacent to the one of the sidelines, starting point. Column of fire moves in a straight line from one sideline to another, roll a d6 for each standing player from either side that occupies the square in the path of the column of fire. If the two hit roll is four or more then the player is knocked down, if it is a three or lower, the player manages to duck, calm fire, make an armour roll, possibly injury roll, as if the player was knocked down by a player that had mighty blow. I think that's a really interesting one because that can potentially back up someone's starting line on, let's say, a second half. Or if somebody is trying to save their weaker players in the backfield and you were lucky enough to have the last turn you can just wipe out those players on the backfield. So I know it's all hypothetical saying that you're going to roll four pluses all day, but you have got the potential to take... If they're saving those players, you could just line it up in the back and just take them out, put them on the bench. I'm not saying it's going to kill them, but you could put them on the bench. Boys, what is your opinion on that?
2: I really like that. It's that The, the whole idea of fucking up their front line, line of scrimmage, great idea.
0: You just think now, if you, you've got to try and get that quick snap in, they've picked up the ball. If you can get that front line gone, all you're doing is charging forward then, that could potentially just open up the middle of the field for you. Jeff, what's your opinion on it,
1: Yeah, I agree with you both. It sounds like a crack in uh, inducement and skill.
0: Yeah. Right as rookies. Regardless of how many players are available for this team, in addition to the journeyman for this team gains for free to make up any lack of players, the team gains an additional 2d3 plus 1 journeyman for this game. These fresh face you hopefuls may take the number of players of your team roster temporary above 16 that to me is a game changer But there say you were you were down on your team and you just gotta build up a load of noblers quickly because you like to throw them or you like to punt them or you've just got no regard for their, their well-being you can take intentionally, you know 17 18 players and that's legal so like yeah don't get me wrong they're all you know journeymen so they have the law and a skill but you got more fodder, and I talk, when I say about nobblers, I'm talking beginning season. It's another way say mid season if you've had a whole fuck up. If um you need to like build up your ogres and your nobblers, it's a good way of doing it. But I see that as you know game breaking, game changing, and that could be really interesting to see tournament wise. I reckon. What do you guys think?
1: Yep, it's definitely a game changer, Jay.
0: Say you say you've got a normal team, you get you going down on your uh, journeyman, you get your normal journeyman, and then you've got the potential to get extra players on top of it, you've just completely fill out your roster. Yep, I I think it's amazing. Beard, come on, you uh, you've been itching to talk about this uh inducement for about a week. So uh, why don't you enlighten us, lad?
2: You've covered exactly what I was going to use it for. Mid-season, you have a bad game. You come up against a team that puts down two or three of your ogres. Your 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 noblars are are uh, dying left, right, and centre. You've basically been done over for SPP in a game, hundred thousand gold, two D three plus one journeyman. I think that you end up with seven extra players. You're talking an average of what? 14,000 gold a piece when you consider a bog-standard ogre is 140,000
0: gold. I thought you meant how, how many extra players you would get. I would say on average you'd probably get about four to last seven, you? But-
2: well, you would I mean it's two D three plus two D three plus one so your average roll is seven so yeah you're gonna get on average four players but still you get four ogres for hundred thousand gold instead of six hundred thousand gold. I think that's that's making them cheap as chips. Yeah, like you said they're only journeyman so you got that loan on there. But it's a cheap way of getting extra ogres when you've had a, a bag we've all had that game where you'll play Woodies or you play dwarfs, you play humans and you have that one game where you lose both your troll slayers or you lose all your catchers you lose you lose your witches whatever you you lose all those positions this is a great way of getting them back in and i, th- I think it's a as you boys have both said it's a game changer it's a game breaker and i'd love to see it exploited at an event because it there, there will be people out there that will be good enough to know how to exploit it as well
0: there would have to be a way of doing it because if somebody turned around and said i only want to take i don't five ogres and three rerolls. well technically they've got to make up the rest then in journeymen, so they go yeah okay i'll just use right as rookies so all my journeymen i've got to get three and then i'm getting these extras on top basically you, you you could pay for your ogres and then not not pay for anything else to fill out your position i know it's gonna it's gonna make it hard work for your, your noblers, because you are you're saving points by doing it that way it could it could be really interesting when people are taking it to tournament i'm not gonna say it's a you know it's a tournament winner but it could be a good way of just fucking about mid to lower tables. You know, if you're out there for fun, this could be a way of doing it.
2: I agree. And like you say, it could be something that pushes you up a few places if you're on that lower table. It could push you into a stunty cup place with those extra players.
0: Exactly. So we've covered the positionals and we've covered inducements and I hope everyone at home has enjoyed it. We're going to take a break now and we're going to come back and, as per usual, beginning of a new season, you want to start a new team, you want to take Ogres. How, how would you build our team ready for the season? Find out how three amateurs would build an auger team when we come back.
2: So welcome back from break. And this is our usual spot now of we're about to start A new league we have a million in gold to spend on a new team and this is where we all break down what we would do and uh, what we would take Uh, I'll start with my uh, my ogre team so rerolls for ogres are 70,000 gold I've gone with a base team of four ogres one runt punter and that's put me at 710,000 gold and then taken eight noblars which you don't don't spend money on so I've got a team value of 710,000 gold Because I like the idea of having five ogres and lots and lots of little green shits. I'd then leave in money aside for inducements. And the inducements I generally look at are going to be Firebelly and Three Eddie Brews. Griff, something you said last time, has been haunting my dreams since then. And that's your infamous line of rerolls for pussies. So when I wrote down this this list, I wrote down zero rerolls. And I guarantee you, first game, every single one of them ogres is going to bonehead all on one turn, and it's going to go badly, badly wrong. What about you, Griff? What did you go with?
1: Don't be shocked to me if it goes wrong. Right, um, <laughs> I went with uh, four augers, a run punter, pretty much the same as you, um, ten nobblers, and I went with a bottle of heavy brew as an inducement, right as rookies, and a fire belly. And I counted dead on
2: one million. Ah, right. So that's two of us without rerolls. Joe, have you taking that advice on board as well?
0: No, because I will actually want to be able to play the game. So <laughs> after the uh, you know the peanut gallery is gone, here's my team. I don't know why I say peanut gallery. I always come to you guys. I am gonna fucking clue myself. Magic of editing. They're never gonna know that. So my team is three ogres, punter, and ten noblas. But I get three rerolls on top of that. I get a spare twenty thousand gold as well. But, so, that frees me up, I think, about 250, about 240 off the top of my head for inducements. So, I could play barely on top of that, or hypothecary, you know, it. or I could scrap all that, and I could go and pick up some star players, because you're in that position with this team, that you can, and I'm going to say, as I always do, if you guys agree with us on how we build our team, head to tier3podcast at outlook.com. Or head on to Facebook and tell us if you agree with us. If you agree that the uh, re-rolls are for pussies, let us know. Or if you think, oh, "I want to be a bit more conservative. I think Jay's right." You know, you can tell tell us whether we're right, wrong, or pull us up on things that we've uh, dropped the bollock on. We are we are wanting that community feedback where people can you know talk to us about what's going on. Yeah, get a, get hold of us, guys. Guys. So you believe, then, no re-rolls is the way forward, is it? I was
2: going to say, gris- grisping on in my nightmares with that line since the last episode. Re-rolls are for pussies. So I've 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 dived in with that, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to bonehead every time on this game anyway. Why not have some fun and take, take some different inducements rather than just going on on the re-rolls? If it goes wrong, it goes wrong. I played beer and pretzels. Cool. You never
1: had a second chance in Shinobi, did you? When you die, you die. At the start from the beginning. You know what I reckon? Uh, most
0: gaming clubs now that when they uh, play in Blood Bowl, if uh, they hear somebody go, "Well, oh, I have turned up with my Wood Elves, and I have got two re rolls as well as," they should not uh, play that over the speakers. Re rolls have a the and then kick them out.
1: You have actually got a nice Wood Elf army uh, team, don't
0: Yes, and I believe you've got a Wood Elf team as well, because uh, we're all assholes.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I got a shout out on that.
2: Today, I? I must be the only one without a Wood Elf team. You, are, you have got a Dwarf team.
0: Wow. Yeah, he's got a Dwarf team. I've got the three Elf teams out at the moment, just because it's a way of saying I've got more teams than what I ever need or I ever want to play, because I think I've got them. I learned how to play Blood Bowl with Dark Elves, but I played them like uh, Chaos, and then. I've just went, do you know what, fuck it. I want to have a laugh. I'm going to go uh, tier three all the way, baby. And the uh, flings had stolen my heart. So uh, it's only now, I think, that I've been branching out into other teams. Ogres, then, is another one that I've gone, do you know what, they play, they play quite similar to flings. They're just a lot fatter. Like that. It's like playing with, like, five hefties on the team, isn't
1: it? Yeah, they are the worst team in Blood Bowl. Or they're known as the worst team in Blood Bowl. That's how you play them, I suppose.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I play... The worst way in Blood Bowl, as I people have found out. Guys, you were on the NAF as well, weren't you?
2: I am. I'll yes. be making my uh, my first NAF event appearance, official NAF event appearance at this year's Coyoteeth Cup, which we uh, we discussed a little earlier. Awesome. So,
0: in case people wanted to look us up on the NAF, what are your NAF usernames,
1: boys?
2: That is a very good question. I'll need to log in and uh, get you that now. Yeah, I'll tell
1: you mine. Mine is. Big tasty, eighty three. You know when you say big tasty,
0: it just sounds like you're trying to be like an eighties pimp. Oh look,
1: no. it's big tasty. I, I added it off for the Goldbergs. You've seen the Goldbergs on E4? No,
0: no, no, no. He just calls himself Big Tasty. I'm I'm awful at the moment. I seem to be watching. I think, but you know these ghost adventure shows. Like it could be like Ghost Adventures paranormal sightings just because it's so some of them are so bad that you can't help but laugh yeah. they're just like a good they're like a good comedy sometimes
1: and re-watching all of Buffy the Vampire Slayers mm, uh,
0: yeah you just like the look of a young uh, you just like the look of a young Sarah Michelle Geller though I don't know no comment I will not incriminate myself especially when the record button's on
1: we did watch Dog in Tales the other day did you see sure? uh, you go download this on catch up this bloke takes two fat chicks into the into the woods, and some random bloke just starts feeding his missus up there. Like. For
0: well, those people who like to watch the alternative side of TV when painting watch the dog. What was it? The dog in stories.
1: Dog in tales.
0: Dog in tales. Well, do you know what? I'm going to keep this whole conversation in because even though we all look like weirdos, perhaps people can then say the weirdest things that they've watched. Please don't. And. I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to go. Two girls, one cup while well, painting. So, beard, going back to the original uh, question. What was your uh, naff name, bud?
2: Uh, my naff name is bearded GF.
0: Guys, we've had a massive tangent. So we've covered the team. We've talked about our naff names. Oh, I didn't give my naff name. My naff name is Pork Pie Maday because I thought I would make a halfling team about the dirty fuckers in the pub. You know, those always sleazy bastards, they always seem to be too drunk, got their massive red noses and they've been there since Adam was a boy. That was the inspiration behind that. And on top of that, I think it's quite hysterical when people have to call out the team and they would say, I'm looking for pork pies and mud eyes. <laughs> child, aren't I? Just, I'm just a child.
2: Well, to- talking of calling, uh, calling names out, we're all now penciled in for a couple of events one of which we're still waiting on a new date on, but we will be there in our Tier 3 branded T-shirt. So if you see us, come over and say hello. You'll uh, you'll be able to put some faces to the voices.
0: We're going to end the show now, so after the break, we're going to give our big shout-out, uh, say goodbye, and the end of the show show. So we'll see you after the musical interval. and that's it everybody it's the end of the show i want to give a big thank you to everybody that's listened this far and don't forget we've got a instagram twitter and facebook page type in tier3 podcast and you should be able to find us we've also got an email address which is tier3podcast at outlook.com if you want to send in any show suggestions quiz suggestions and any other information you want us to share if you've got an event going on please drop us a line and we will give a shout out on upcoming episodes Before so we go to the end of the show show don't forget to go to charlievictorproducts.com to get your paraphernalia for your game as he does cracking bonehead sashes for your models for your ogres and he is still got pre-orders ongoing at the moment for the human teams uh, sets. So if you were interested, head on over and book your items now. And then to top it all off, while you're waiting for that, you can read the ongoing saga of Upendra on com and tell the author that you heard about them through us and. Hopefully, he would be more likely to let us interview him in future. So, right then, guys. So, we are on the way out. So, do you know what that means? End of the show show. we got a quiz coming up. And because we dropped the ball on uh, the team last week, it is a proper Blood Bowl quiz. So, I hope you're ready to go head-to-head.
1: Um. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do an Alan now from uh, Two Drunk Flings, Inc. If you want
0: to answer, Griff, shout out Griff. Beard, shout out Beard. There's 10 questions and we will go through them and at the end of it we will see who is the quiz master and uh, see if Griff can keep the uh, streak going because you won the last one. And let's see if Beard can actually redeem himself because I think he lost. Well, I say lost. He uh, had half the questions right on the the man, wasn't it? So, let's see if he can be the winner this week, is it? We'll give it a go. We go. Question one. Does a human catcher have sure hands or catch?
1: Sure, uh, Griff. Griff. He has catch. He does indeed. Griff, whose point goes to you?
0: Question two. What mutation gives you plus one to pick up catch and interception?
2: Yet, Yet?
1: Big hand. No. Griff. Got a chance to steal by you. Oh, hang on. Ah.
2: I am a clue. It were extra arms, wasn't it?
0: It was extra arms, but I gotta accept your first answer.
2: It was one or the other and I had to go with one.
0: Oh. No. Still one nil to Griff. Question three. Which skill, bonehead, really stupid or wild animal, keeps their tackles on?
2: Beard. Griff. Ah.
1: Beard. Wild animal.
0: Correct. So it's one all, boys. I hope you're not flicking through your uh, handbooks, boys. I've got my handbook with me.
2: Mine's thrown back with me other rule books.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Two correct answers there, boys. Right then, guys. Question number four. What skill adds one to the D6 roll for short, long or long bomb throws?
2: Beard. Beard. Accurate.
0: Incorrect. Griff, you got a chance to uh, go one up. By you, what's your answer?
1: Sure, bloody hell. um Pass. Incorrect. Strong arm. Oh, I love a strong arm as well. Okay,
0: question five. What skill does a dark elf runner have?
1: Griff, Dump
0: both. Correct. Two, one to Griff. Question six. How many positionals does, does the Tomb King team have? Beard. Beard. Four. Correct. Two all. I thought that one was going to be the one that stumps the peer of you. Question seven. What skill list has sure hands? Beard. Beard. Agility. Incorrect. I think it's sure feet. Balls. Pip, what's your? answer to see if you go one up
1: my oh, mind's gone blank <laughs> I don't know don't know is it general general
0: it is there you go well done yes so you are three one up question eight how much does the ego inducement cost Griff
2: go ahead Griff hundred gold coins
0: mm, I can't accept
2: that sorry beard Beard. 100,000 gold pieces.
0: That's the one. 3-2. Sorry, a bit of a stickler on that one, but...
2: I'm going to say 3 all because I got the Toon Kings one right.
0: Yeah, it is 3-all. Oh, yeah, it's 3-all. I said 3-2, didn't I? It's 3-all. Well done. Question number nine. What must you roll on a D6 to pass the loner roll?
1: Beard. Griff. it first. Four. 4 oh, plus, correct.
0: He had pipped it at the post, whether or correct. It's all down to the last question. Question number 10. What is the movement value of an Amazon line woman?
2: Beard. Beard? 6.
0: Correct. And at the end of that game, Beard, you won with 5 points to Griff's 3. So well done.
1: Well done, man.
2: Cheers.
0: So, uh, guys, it's been a pleasure doing this episode now, So, until next time, I will see you again.
2: Good night from me. Good night from me.
0: And remember, guys, winners are in Tier 1, players are in Tier 2. And legends are born in Tier 3. Good night.